The following content is intended for a mature audience. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and do not reflect any other organization, employer, or company. The Drunk Files makes no guarantee of accuracy of information. Some may find the content offensive. Listener discretion is strongly advised. We had a struggle there for a minute. Let's tug these and we'll... Okay, feel better. Take a deep breath. (laughs) Red wine's not good to chug. This is really intense. Try it. (laughs) It's hard to chug because it's like. Want some red wine? It's almost gingery. (sighs) Oh no, oh no. Like it's good, but it's a lot to like. It's very sour. To chug, you know? Welcome to the Drunk Files 2.0, the podcast for three Canadian friends drink too much, and they chat spooky stories, guys. Spooky. Yeah. And I mean, some funny, because I've started to do short stories. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it, too. I like, you get, you know, a little bit of murder, an original story, some hauntings, some aliens. You know, you got everything. You know, you got Honestly, some drunk girls. This is like the jack of yeah. all trades of podcasting. You know, just do what just we want. Do whatever the fuck you want, and somebody will listen probably. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Shall we introduce ourselves for those? Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. I'm Maria. I'm Jamie, and I'm Ellen. And we're drinking a few things. We have a Caesar on the go each right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, made us. There's a lot of gray goose in that. Oh, it's spicy. Harlem is also very vocal right now. Oh, yes. You can be here. It's a delicious Caesar. It's really good. It's spicy. Extra spicy beans, baby. Caesars, uh, red wine. Jamie's drinking a cider. It's a dirty rosé. Ooh, dirty indeed. It is dirty. It is dirty. I like a sour cider. I just... um, Me too. That one's intense. We were trying to chug it, and it wasn't great. It's not something you should chug. It's something you should drink cold and slow. We After chugged a very sour cider and red wine. <laughs> yeah, it was not a combination, to be honest. The worst thing. So, hey, guys, what's the topic this week? Ooh. <laughs> Magic. That couldn't have went any better. Kinks, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> you owe me a Pepsi. Oh, a Pepsi. Okay. I prefer a Coke. Let's sip a Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi. I got some uh, magic fun facts for you guys. Oh. Get it, baby. Get it, baby. They're more about like magicians than magic because <laughs> magic's not real. <laughs> Sorry. Why did that rumor just taste like pop rocks? What? Oh, it I was interesting. Something, ew. It was a little like a pop. Like I was like, was it pop rock big, salt? Big chunk of salt. Microphone. Speaking of magic, the word magic is oh, Greek. Yeah. The first magicians that have been noticed in history are Persians and Greeks. Huh. How's that for a fun fact? I didn't know that, but I, while trying to do research, there was a lot of ones that were from Pakistan and stuff, so that does actually make sense. It is illegal in Queensland, Australia, to own a pet rabbit unless you can prove that you're a magician. Hmm. And where? <laughs> That's okay. spicy bean. 
Uh, Queensland, Australia. You can't own a pet rabbit? Unless you can prove you're a magician. You can only own this rabbit if you can make it disappear. <laughs> Basically. Well, why? Pull it out of at. It's like if you're gonna slightly yeah. if you're gonna okay. slightly abuse this rabbit, it's fine. Otherwise, no go. Right, get out of here with that. Like what? An American magician in the nineteen hundreds acted as a Chinese man for his show and never broke character in public, even using a translator when speaking to journalists. <laughs> he died on stage after a trick went wrong. <laughs> Karma. Oh and his last words were, oh, my God, something's happened. Lower the curtain. <laughs> um, but did, did he say it in Chinese? or No, he said it in English. Yeah. He. Yeah. Boston. I wonder if he actually knew Chinese or if he just made it up. Either way, just like fuck off. Be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Be yourself, that, freak. That is cultural appropriation. <laughs> that is. It's 100%. It right. is 100%. It's the 1900s, but still. Still. I mean, yeah, still. In 1956, a magician was performing the cut a person in half trick using his wife for a televised performance. Immediately after she was divided, the host ended the show, and people were horrified thinking that she <laughs> died. But time had just run out on the broadcast. My good God. That's that, traumatizing. That would be traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> like, 100%. Yeah. Fucking fuck. Yeah. Fucking fuck. At the 1988 Magic Championships. Magic. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. Where is that held? I don't know. Probably somewhere different every year. There's a 2020 Magic Championship. Although it wouldn't be because we're not <laughs> allowed <laughs> to have crowds. They do a televised JK, JK. social distance yeah. with masks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupidest <laughs> event ever. <laughs> no no one in the audience. Just one magician on stage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just cameras. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Let's just... In 1988 at the Magic Championships. A magician was disqualified because his performance was so astounding that the other magician judges thought that he must be cheating. He performed the same act three years later, letting the judges shuffle the cards this time. And he won. Wow. Good on him for, like, going back and proving them wrong, though. Like, Yeah. He probably perfected the trick, too. Yeah. Three whole... That's a long fucking time. Yep. Yeah, I think so too, Harlan. Oof, oof. This is a lot of information. You can't smoke that. Kitties don't smoke. All right, this one's kind of cool. If you listen to the Drunk Files 1 and you listen to our conspiracy episode, uh, the CIA, CIA hired a magician to train its agents in sleight of hand techniques for their use in their Mickey slipping LSD experiments. Ah. Comes back to bite you. Mm. Um, ah. There is a mansion in Hartford. What's CT? Connecticut. Connecticut. I'm not good at America. No. That is 90 feet long and only 18 feet deep. The house's builder was a magician and wanted the house to look like an illusion. Mm. Illusion. Apollo Robbins, a pickpocket magician, struck up a conversation with Jimmy Carter and Secret Service agents. Within a few minutes, he had emptied the agents' pockets of everything except for their guns. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Good job, Apollo Robbins. 
Good the job, Apollo the Robbins. Name Apollo is pretty dope. It's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. If I have Hello, I'm Apollo. Apollo Robbins. That'd be a sick name for a dog. I was just going to say, Apollo, if I yeah. name a dog, I would name it Apollo. Harlem's going back wild. Leave her alone. <gasps> Get out the fireplace. This cat has gone buck wild right now. Okay, yourself. stop. Get out there. It's fake fire. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Don't. Oh. 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 Little head schmeckies. Bean. Bean. Hi. Are you a spicy bean? Hi, pussy willow. Okay, on to the next fun fact. There's a lot here. Intellectual, intellectual oh. property law doesn't cover magic tricks. An amazing original trick can be stolen from a magician and there's nothing he can do about it. Huh? Yeah, you've been working your whole life on that trick. It's mine now. Mine now. Can't do anything about it. <laughs> Never let them know your trick. Never let them know your trick. Oh, you're sick. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm taking a break from fun facts and eating a spicy beef. Oh, it's spicy. I've got a lot of magic fun facts. I got, like, really into it. Well, I wish I would have got that much yourself. information about fucking magic. Do you guys want to read some of them? I'll read some. Okay, I'll read them. Because I'll go first, and then you guys can... Yeah. Okay. That's the last one that I read. Right at the top. Cool. This is fun! <laughs> There's going to be, like, crunching in the background if you... Here. Go. <laughs> I got a wedgie. And proceed. <laughs> there is a magician by the name of Jasper... McCasklin, who used magic to help against the Nazis in World War II. Oh. He would hide tools and maps and everyday objects and fool the Nazis by using illusions. Illusions. That's crazy. Yep. I like reacting. That's like, <laughs> you don't even know you're reading them and you're like, whoa. Crazy. Um, that is crazy. What, like a, that's the best way to use magic, I think. Stop Nazis. Stop the bad people. Man. I imagine he looks like Brad Pitt or George oh. Clooney. Daddy. Jake, Jake. Right? I love them. <laughs> your, your face when I said daddy was like. No, I. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to say George Clooney. What'd you say? <gasps> George Pitt. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't even know. Just, hey, let's just move on. <laughs> After realizing an aspiring magician was actually in his 20s and had childlike handwriting due to a disability, David Cofferfield founded Magic or Project Magic. She took a magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Okay, sorry. I I missed the fun fact. I'm going to start over. There's a whole nother three sentences, so. Okay. After realizing an aspiring magician was actually in his 20s and had childlike handwriting due to a disability, David David Copperfield founded Project Magic, a program that teaches people with disabilities how to do sleight of hand magic in order to enhance motor skills and gain self confidence. Oh my god! Aww, that is so nice. nice. Wow, beautiful. That was a really beautiful. You know, I researched these and I'm still yeah, like, <laughs> don't I remember what I read. Oh, that wow. is like beautiful. So nice, stunning. Mm-hmm. David Copperfield, you brilliant. Fuck. Should be called Goldfield. Because yeah. you, you win a gold medal. Rose Goldfield. Rose Goldfield. <laughs> Rose Goldfield. That's what I'm going to, that's the last name I'm going to give my next sim. My name is I'm Apollo Rose Goldfield. Goldfield. Or maybe it'll be the next name 
of the head of my story of next time. That you was a can weird get sentence. Married, so. You can just make your new last name. <laughs> we are Maria and Cameron Rose Goldfield. And this is our dog, Apollo Rosefield. And this Rosefield. is our dog, Apollo Rose Goldfield. Rose Goldfield. <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> I am loving the Apollo name for a dog, though. I, it's super cute. Didn't get to name my dog, but... I didn't get to name any. I like Max, though. I do like Max. It fits him. He's a sly little fucker. <coughs> Max. Maxine. No. Maxi Pad. Maxi uh-huh. Pad. It's Maxwell Edward Paddington, but you shorten it to Maxi Pad. Obviously. <laughs> it's a Maxi Pad. It's funny. It's a cat just, like, flexes out of your arms. He's huge. <laughs> yeah, he's massive. Fuck, he's the best. Oh, man, I love him. Um, magician Darren Brown beat nine leading chess players simultaneously by replicating their moves against each other at each table. Hiya! <laughs> chess <Ford>? karate! <laughs> <laughs> it's chess, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm still gonna use that. Hiya! <laughs> Checkmate! Hiya! <laughs> That's great. I don't understand. He just used their moves against them. So was he playing like nine different people and he like? Yeah, because at a chess tournament, I think you like rotate circles and play. I don't know. Fuck, it's not speed dating. I don't know. I've never been to a chess tournament. How that worked? (laughs) Like, was he playing nine people at one time? I think so. Or was when I first read that, I thought he was like. They'd make Sitting, he'd, he'd make, make, make like he let them start, and they'd make a move, and then he'd make the same move. That doesn't make sense, though. But that doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good at chess. That's what I thought magic. First too, but it wouldn't. Ralph Billa was a German. Ralph. <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> I'm gonna Ralph. Ma- Ralph oh. Biala was a German magician who was famous for performing the bullet catch using his teeth. Oh, he was seriously Ouch. injured. Nine times, which caused constant dizziness, which eventually led to his death when he fell off a cliff. Well, oh. that's not what you want. Who's so dizzy he fell off a cliff? Why would you go Because after you get shot in the teeth nine times. like you should be hiking. Well. Shot in the teeth. Man. You know what the craziest part about magicians slash illusionists are? Is that they're just fucked. Like, that's... Sometimes they're not even doing tricks. Like, they're just fucked and they'll actually do something and you're like, what? Why do you do that? Why would you want to, like, do that? That makes sense. (laughs) Mind freak. Mind. He's a mind freak. (laughs) He's a mind freak. I used to love him. Yeah, me too. Let's be real. I love David We've been joking about it for too long. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> About Mind Freak. Um, legendary magician Harry Houdini was the first person to fly a plane in Australia. <coughs> hmm. Oh, that's I a fun one. I didn't know that. My story's about Houdini, and I forgot that I made put that in the fun Who facts. Who wrote that? <laughs> Who wrote that? In 1989, Super Bowl <laughs> yes. halftime show featured the world's largest card trick performed by Elvis Presto, an Elvis impersonating magician. <laughs> Huh. Okay. World's <laughs> largest card trick. Was it a cool. large was it a, a large trick or was it a large card? I think it was a large card trick. That has not no clarity. Good there. flex, bro. Was it how big was <laughs> the card? Yeah, right. The earliest known reference to Jesus was referred to as a magician. 
Jesus was a magician. He turned water into wine. Yeah, if I had that magic power, oh, baby, I'd be rich. I'd be <laughs> drunk. <laughs> I'd be drunk. Drunk and rich. Yeah. Okay, this is a oh, story. Wait, that's a story? No. Okay. Oh. Fun fact. I At the top of my story, it literally says, story. And then it goes. <laughs> no, I saw that. <laughs> that's why I was like, oh, you're there already. <laughs> I'm going to read your story. No. Okay. In 2009, Nigerian police arrested a goat because locals believed a magician turned themselves into a goat after stealing a car. <laughs> okay. That's a good uh, one. Really good. <laughs> I'm, I'm into that. Medieval era magicians used to sprinkle celery seeds in their boots to help them fly. I'm sorry. That what? doesn't even make any sense in my brain, <laughs> to be honest. For some reason, my mind went to vampires, because didn't they... Don't you... There's something you do. Oh, throw the seeds down, so they count them and get distracted. Interesting. <laughs> it's from the vampires episode. I listened to it at work the other I day. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, I don't think magicians can... Fly? Yeah. What about Harry Potter? They He's got a broomstick. A wizard, not a ma- magician. Yeah. He's a wizard. So. He's a wizard here. Aren't they all one and the same? No. no. Magicians are. But doesn't he use magic? But he's yeah, not but a he magician. Actually, he can, ca- he can but cast spells. But the topic was. Ma- oh, but they said magician in yeah. the fun fact. I don't know, man. Magic. Um, there's an award called Merlin Award that is given to the best magician of the year. Merlin. Merlin no. was a wizard. There you go. No, he's magic. Wasn't he a warlock? Was he? No, he's a wizard. I don't know. He's confused. Magic's hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. Magic's hard for me, too. Um, next one. Magicians must take a magician's oath in order for another magician to teach them their tricks. That makes sense. That does uh, make the sense, oath yeah. wearing the secrecy. Yeah. The oath taker is required to never reveal how a trick works to a non-magician. Yeah, obviously. This is so that they won't ruin the illusion and so it doesn't put a fellow magician out of work. That's quite nice. That is nice. Mm. I mean, I respect yeah. appreciate Respect. That. It's like a, yeah. I hope most of them follow that. Yeah, okay. I feel like there's some sneaky little magicians out there. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. shady people in all industries. True. Uh, oh, Billy. Most people you're are such a shady. Sneaky little most magician. people are shady. Someone's always got something up their sleeve. Sometimes up their leg. it's a tissue. That goes on <laughs> Whoa, this keeps going. <laughs> What's up your arm, sir? Let me see. <laughs> Let me see a scarf. Okay, of roses. <laughs> I don't know why whenever I get, like, to this type of buzz, I just, like, completely go into a different accent. And it comes out all the time. <laughs> it's the newfie in you. Yes. <laughs> the newfie in me. I okay. didn't even notice them. Okay, well, uh, let's just move on. Anyway. Um, last uh, one of the night. Hmm. Actor Neil Patrick Harris is also a magician and is a current president of the Academy of Magical Arts. Wow. Wow, Neil. Wow. Good for you, my buddy. That's amazing. Oh. Did you get a little backsplash? I got a little dribbly with uh, my wine. It went down my boobs. Clean yourself up. 
I just got relaxed because I didn't have to read all the fun. <laughs> Don't get too relaxed. Am I going to go first? Yeah, do it. Go first. We haven't heard you talk in a while. This is my first time. This is your first time. This is my first time going first. Wow. This well, is a big moment have for you. Fun. I mean, you technically always go first. That's true. Actually, technically, Maria always goes first because she does the answer. Well, how technical are we getting? First and last. Well, technically, you guys go first because you do the disclaimer. Uh, Together. Together, forever. I just come in afterwards. I like the disclaimer. It's creepy. It is creepy. I have to to fast forward it sometimes. We did a good job with that. That was us testing the equipment the first time we got it, and we're just like, let's just try and figure this shit out. And we recorded a bunch of them. And then we figured it was best if we did it together. Yeah. Monotone. And I think yeah. that's the first time we've ever actually told the story of that on this podcast. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like how, go more monotone. We recorded like 30. More monotone. More mon- Welcome to the Drunk Files. Oh, God. Yeah. Or the information you're about to receive is probably... <laughs> Um, yeah, you guys at least good for miners. at least you guys like nailed it, and then you can do like the same one every time. Mine is we could record one for you. No, I mean yeah. it's kind of fun. I I like how it's gonna go. I like, I like it how it's, it's always a little different. Sometimes, I'm sometimes I'm more drunk. It's like a little spicy. It's yeah, like, Ooh, well. it's gonna be spicy or sweet tonight. We'll see. All right, I'm Usually gonna get spicy. on with my story. Okay, good call. So. I'm going to talk to you guys about Harry Houdini. And hey. y'all know Houdini was an illusionist. And I read a lot of shit for a long time last night. Um, but he's had a crazy life, so I'm just going to give you a really quick overview and then focus on like the spiritualism part of it I'm because there's way too much info in like the spiritualism aspect is not really what you think it's going to be. Hmm, okay. Interesting. Give it to me. (laughs) So, Houdini was born in Budapest, Hungary on March 24th, 1874, but he grew up with the name Erich Weiss, which is German. I don't even know if I said that right. Weiss. Weiss? I was talking about the first name. It's like Erich. I like the way you did it. Erich. (laughs) I don't know. I actually just choked on a bean. Oh. I was going to choke on your bean. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she says that as she's picking at it. Like, <laughs> she's looking at it. Wow, Jamie, that was... Get me on, man. <laughs> God, I gotta, I gotta tell, keep telling you about Houdini. Sorry. So he grew up in the small town of Appleton, Wisconsin, but later he moved with his family to Milwaukee. And young, oh my god, wow! I love. (laughs) Okay, good thing we wouldn't have been able to do to you tonight. No feeling. (laughs) Legend has it that young Eric, Eric. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. I'm not German. Was a student to a locksmith where he learned to assemble and take apart locks with his eyes closed. If this part of the story is true, it was a skill that served him well later in life because he became one of the world's most famous illusionists and escape artists in history. Hmm. So, friends knew 
Eric. You just call him Houdini. No, his name's Eric, but they called him like Harry. This is where I'm getting in it. I'm getting to Harry because um, this is how he changed his name. Okay. You just gotta wait. They Sorry. called him Eerie, so the translation was to like Harry. So, but his parents always called him by his real name. Eric. I don't know. I feel like it's German, so it's. I looked it up, but I can't remember how to say it. When Jamie says croissant. Oh my god, that hurts my throat. You just gotta practice. So before his dad died at the age of 63, he called his son to the bedside and made him swear that he would always provide for his mother. His mother had made costumes for him for his first magic show and encouraged him in his whole career. So he loved his mother deeply, and the bond between them grew even stronger, and some would say almost unnaturally with the passage of years, which is gross. But I don't know if it's just like, I don't know, mama's boy. Uh, Sometimes that's like a lot. Like, you can love your mom, but you shouldn't love her. It's like hard that. to say, though. His, like, what you read about him is all kind of like a mystery because he has this weird quote. I can't quote it because I can't remember. I don't have it in my notes, but it was something like, if the legend is better than what's true, then put the legend on paper. Interesting. So, like, it's hard to say what's so real and it what is people more say. It's interesting that him and his mom had an unhealthy relationship. So. I mean, or healthy, depending on... I'm just saying that, as we say in the beginning of the podcast, I don't know it's true, but I'm telling you what I found on the internet. We are not claiming (laughs) that any of this is fact. I know they're called some facts, but they're not... I'm taking this out, and I'm pulling it over here. I'm just going to hold it for a little bit, you know? Anyway, in 1893, Harry married... Oh, God. Wimelina Rayner. (laughs) <laughs> Wilhelmina Rainer? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Who became his onstage partner as well as his wife. He married her, and then they went on to crazy tricks together. And at one point, Harry Houdini was a silent film star. Whoa. Interesting. He's got a crazy life. So that's just like the little gist of it. But uh, maybe we can get into it at a later date. But for now, I'm just going to stick to the whole spiritualism journey. Mm-hmm. Crazy life, crazy wife. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> or the way around. I don't happy know. life, happy wife. Crazy life, crazy wife. <laughs> <Yeah>, crazy lady. <laughs> Someone knows. So, according to the most popular accounts of Harry Houdini's spiritualism journey, it was the death of his mother in 1913 that led Houdini towards spiritualism. When his mother suffered from a stroke, Houdini was not the same again. He became very introverted and spent long periods of time in the cemetery, like lying on a grave and talking to the earth. Um, that's <laughs> okay. That's kind of fucked up, yeah. Yeah, freaks me out. Sure. A lot of accounts say once his mother died, he began attending seances to try and speak to her. However, after I researched, I found out that it wasn't actually till 1920, and his mom died in like 1913, so it wasn't like. It it was like a lot of years later. It wasn't like she died and all of a sudden he was like, oh, oh I want to try and speak to her. It was like... Seven years later. Yeah. It was like quite a while. That's a while. So in 1920, two of the biggest celebrities of that time met for the first time. Who? 
Harry, obviously, and the other was Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who was the famed creator of Detective Sherlock Holmes. So Houdini at this time had become one of the world's highest paid entertainers for his ability to escape from steel and glass coffins filled with water that had been suspended upside down or to, like, make elephants disappear. He was just a crazy magician. Some people at this time actually believed Houdini was an, not an illusionist, but had real magical powers. Oh, magic. Real magic? magic? Yeah, but not really. Yeah. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle um, and his wife were great believers in spiritualism, and his wife practiced as a medium. So on June 17th, 1922, during an evening that brought together both the Conan Doyles and the Houdinis, in Atlantic City, Lady Doyle offered to practice a session to contact Harry's mother. The result was 15 pages of automatic writing in which supposedly the mother of Houdini communicated with her son through, like, her just writing through the son. But after the seance, Houdini wrote a note on the bottom of the paper. Quote, message written by Lady Doyle claiming the spirit of my dear mother had control of her hand. My sainted mother could not write English and spoke broken English. So. He didn't believe it. Fake. Fake news. Fake news, bitch. (laughs) Fake news. So it was during this time that Houdini made his huge contribution to science. He sought out anyone who claimed to have supernatural powers one by one and exposed them as fakes or liars. (laughs) Which is crazy because he's like, fuck you guys, like you're not telling the truth. And hey, you sneaky little fucks. Everybody now is like trying to contact him, being like, oh, like Houdini. That's kind of ironic. As if. (laughs) So, for all of these death defying escapes, Houdini openly admitted that everything he did was a trick done either through optical illusion or specially engineered equipment. He viewed his stunts as entertainment only, and anybody who argued that he had supernatural abilities was a fraud. And that's why Houdini had a special hatred for spiritual mediums and made it his goal to expose mediums and debunk their seances. So according to historian Brett Myers, Houdini offered almost $150,000 in today's dollars to any person who could prove that they had supernatural powers. Ugh. No one came close to winning the money, and one by one, most of the most famous psychics of all time were exposed as frauds. By applying scientific principles to the question of supernatural powers, Houdini radically changed the way the public thought about the supernatural. He answered questions about methods of false mediums in newspaper columns in cities all over the country. Though he continued to perform, most of Houdini's offstage hours were spent tracking down and exposing what he called quote-unquote, vultures who preyed on the grieving. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, (laughs) though. Because they're like, oh, you lost somebody? Like, pay me money, and I'll tell you. Like, I'll do a seance. So he often attended seances wearing a false beard, mustache, or another piece of disguise so that he could observe events without being noticed. And when he gathered enough evidence to make exposure, he would leap up, tear up his disguise, and... (laughs) Shout something like, I am Houdini, and you are a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? What in the world? <laughs> You're like, oh no, Houdini. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> He's here. Uh, I love it. 
love this. Oh my good God. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a couple stories about when he and other investigators debunked some mediums or like went to visit some mediums. Debunked. Debunked. Houdini, the medium debunker. Stewie! <laughs> 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 so on Halloween... 1926, spiritualist investigators arranged a seance with a medium oh. named Harold Evans. Harold? Harold. 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 She's we she had a we had a long day. Oh easy. Remember remember somebody squealed their tires today and you were like, I thought that's so Someone was wheezing. <laughs> I thought it was a wheezy laugh. I thought it was me. Wait a second. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway. So, they went to do a seance with a medium, Harold Evans. Yep. Mm-hmm. They tied him to his chair and made sure he didn't make any movements so he couldn't, like, move objects around the table or, like, pull any tricks. So he was just, like, tied Don't up. pull <laughs> tricks. Well, you know, you gotta like trick people somehow. (laughs) So uh, the room was darkened, and like which rooms are during seances, and soon a clucking sound was heard, which was said to be the sound of spirits drawing ectoplasm from Harold Evans. Ugh. When the seance started, voices (laughs) spoke, (laughs) bells tinkled. And a draped Tinkled. figure came in, <laughs> claiming to be the materialized form of yeah. Sister Catherine appeared. Ooh. Ooh. Get out of here. Obviously, the investigators were ready for it and quickly shined. Sean? Shined. Sean? Shined? Sean the flashlight? Shined. Sean isn't a word. And well, Shine. it's a word. It's a name. But it's, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> uh, anyway, they pointed their flashlights in the direction of the figure, oh, <laughs> only to, to find Evans draped in flowing white clothing. The robes had been bound and were tangled on like a heap in the chair. Or the ropes he had been bound with were like yeah, just on the chair in a pile. Um, so then he attempted to tear off the robes really quickly and he fainted. <laughs> oh, I can relate, Christ. buddy. That would be me. Uh, exposed, the fraud offered to give up his membership or his mediumship if the matter was kept quiet. And he is quoted as saying, This is the end of the world for me. <laughs> Which is really sad. Aww. Why would he agree to do that? Just leave him on red, bro. Because they offered a bunch of money mm. to people who can prove that they're spiritualists. Yeah, I mean, I guess. And then they just expose them as frauds, so. Sick. Just Houdini, man. So, this one's kind of long. But it's a lady. Her name's Mina Crandon. But people call her Marjorie. Marge. Marge. She was actually a Canadian. She lived in Boston with her physician husband whose seances mostly took the form of her channeling the spirit of her dead brother, Walter, who had died in a 1911 train crash. Have you heard this? You look like you've heard this. Why do I know this? I don't know. 
people. This is long. I'm sorry, guys. No, I like it. It's very interesting. I'm trying to figure I why. In the couple's house on Beacon Hill, in a pitch black room, Walter, her brother, would speak in a husky voice, rap on the table, sound trumpets, and throw stuff around the room. And she would. This is gross. Oh, I have a tantrum. Oh no. She would ooze ghostly substances known as ectoplasm, which I mentioned earlier, I from her vagina. ears and eyes, and then photograph the evidence. Because oh. <sighs> there are pictures? No, I'm not. Yeah, there was pictures. I'm not showing you pictures. They're creepy. I'll show them to you later. Okay. Oh. She even flaunted. Her, like, her name is Marjorie. A.K.A. Mina Crandon. Mina. Mina. Or Mina Crandon, A.K.A. Marjorie. Mina. When you leave, I gotta send to Gray. <laughs> no my Can I keep going <laughs> yes, about sir. Mina? Yes. So, to convince people, she'd even flaunt a limp hand, supposedly <gasps> belonging to Walter's ghost. <gasps> And all these powers convinced tons of people, including celebrities, like the guy I mentioned earlier, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, that Mina, a.k.a. Marjorie, could actually communicate with the spiritual realm. You know who Deanie's coming out. I know, I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> no! You find it, Jamie? I found her, but I was... Um... You don't look up the words like Mina Crandon like, oozing ectoplasm. No, don't Google. look that up. Ew, you're Why, sick. That's exactly what I looked up. There's no pictures of her doing it. It's just pictures of her like holding hands with people in the seance and like some weird shit going on. Oh, that one's creepy. She has a noose around her neck. Look. <gasps> this is scary. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So her success as a medium helped fuel the nationwide obsession with spiritual the spiritualism movement. She had previously worked as a secretary and as an actress, but once she ma- had married the prominent Boston surgeon, she took her otherworldly gifts to the public, opening her home to seance guests and spiritualist enthusiasts. And soon the locals knew her as the Blonde Witch of Lime Street. What a fucking title. <laughs> the Blonde, the blonde Witch, Witch. Witch. Wait till I get into it. This bitch is crazy, you guys. Lime Street. Yes. <laughs> I love crazy people. Let me have it. Mina That's entered the contest to win the money so she could prove her powers. <laughs> the Scientific American contest was going to be her crown achievement as a medium. All she had to do is win. Because the Crandons, her husband's rich as fuck. They don't need the money. But she they, just she wanted- just wanted the seal of approval that the contest would give her. Yeah. She didn't need that fucking money. It seemed like a... What? She didn't need that money, that little bitch. No. J. Malcolm Bird, an associate editor at Scientific America, also believed that Mina was the real deal and had written articles praising her gifts. It was Bird, this guy who wrote the article, who gave her the stage name Marjorie to protect her privacy. Hmm. So by the time Houdini got involved, the judges were pretty much ready to award the prize to her. Um, And Houdini offered to pay $1,000 of his own money if he failed to expose her as a fraud. 
My God. So he traveled to Boston, reviewed the findings of the judges, and came to the conclusion that the whole matter had been ha- mishandled. Because not only had the committee taken advantage of the Crandon's hospitality, but one of the investigator- investigators actually borrowed money from her husband. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this shit's crazy, man. Okay. It's dramatic. Yeah. It's like a soap opera. It's history. <clears throat> On the night of July 23rd, Houdini arrived at the Lime Street. The Lime Street? The Lime Street. <laughs> he arrived at like the Lime park. Street. Like, it's oh, just that's a, good name they're like that. apartment. <laughs> he arrived at Lime Street for another say. Oh, wait. Another seance. Or a first seance. A first a seance. A seance. There was multiple. Well, there was a lot of seances at Lime Street, that just was like, <laughs> no. But that. he actually went to like four or five with her. It was crazy. Oh. Oh, I guess I just may have <sighs> mixed them up. Sorry, guys. It's okay. Mina greeted her guests in a flimsy little dressing gown, bedroom slippers, and silk stockings. Oh, which left little to the imagination. Yeah, the idea was to rule out the possibility that she was concealing anything on her, but it also had the effect of just getting all the judges horned up because she was, like, apparently pretty pretty. She was huh, the blonde <laughs> yes. witch on The blonde witch. So she witch just comes out like, oh, like, hi, boys. <laughs> Sorry, I was just cleaning all the dishes. <laughs> My little titties. Oh, okay. Jamie, you're going crazy tonight. <laughs> Something happened to me. I don't know. By the time Houdini left the house, he was actually pretty impressed by Mina, but not by her supernatural powers. Uh-oh. Yeah, he thought she was hot, but he didn't want to. Or did he have, did he experience her powers in the bedroom? A yes. Bit. He yes. actually was impressed by how she tricked everyone. Because he is an illusionist, and the topic is magic. Got him. So he was like, this is pretty cool. She didn't even need to go to magic magic magic. So that night at the hotel, Houdini detailed to the other investigators just exactly how Mina created the supernatural effects that had them so mesmerized. He told them that she had used her foot underneath the table to make the bell ring during the seance. And he also demonstrated how she managed to make a megaphone crash onto the floor. So he started making plans for more seances. Ooh. Because why not? <laughs> Honestly. To ensure proper control of the seances, he actually designed a special fraud preventer cabinet, a crate that was like slanted at the top and had openings at like the top and the sides for her head and arms mm. so that she couldn't really make any movements or like pull any tricks. So, reluctantly, she agreed to do the seance from inside the cabinet, and the first seance in the cabinet was not a success. After she entered her trance, the committee asked that the spirit ring the bell, which had been placed in the cabinet, and almost immediately the spirit exclaimed that Houdini had done something to the bell so that it would not ring. An examination of the bell revealed that a piece of rubber had been wedged against the little clapper so that it wouldn't ring. Outraged, um, her husband accused Houdini of trying to sabotage the events, and it was something that Houdini always said that he didn't. He just denied it. That was weird. <laughs> that, that was, was that weird. Was contact solution. Let's get past. Okay. 
a short time later, Houdini was accused of cheating again and a collapsible carpenter's ruler, which could have been used to like manipulate the bell box and other equipment from within the cabinet was discovered at Marjorie's feet. In Houdini's opinion, the folding rule had been planted in the box in order to make him, or sorry, the folding ruler had been planted in the box in order to make him look bad. He swore that it had not been placed there and that the Crandons made some claims. These trickeries who don't need money are just trying to fucking prove something. It's just sick. Uh, So they blamed Houdini for placing the ruler there and then he blamed them. So nobody really fucking knows what happened. And he was adamant about the fact that Marjorie was doing nothing more than offering clever tricks to people. Hmm. Marjorie didn't get the prize, but Houdini's efforts didn't slow her down. He, in 1925, the five the Harvard faculty formed an investigative team, which skeptically witnessed the new manifestation. Manifest, I can't even fucking talk. Manifestations of her talents. <laughs> Including a jumping paper donut. Jumping paper this donut? This bitch is just pulling tricks on everyone. Even after she was revealed as a fraud, people still went and saw her. And it was reported that some had witnessed Marjorie reaching under her dress and pulling out strands of fake ectoplasm. Yeah. So she was like... Apparently somebody said it was butcher's awful, so it was it was like... Meat. She was just fucking pulling meat out of her vagina. Ew, that's disgusting. It's so gross. Anyway. Ew. But, back to Houdini. Just because he was skeptical didn't mean that he was a complete disbeliever. Despite his skepticism, Houdini and Bess, who was his wife, promised each other that whoever died first, they would try and contact each other from the other side. So he and Bess devised a secret message, a code phrase that would be used, and one that they had used years before in their mind-reading act when they mm. worked together on stage. So the message was, Rosabelle, answer, tell, pray, answer, look, tell, answer, answer, tell. Oh my God, that freaks me out. It does freak you out, but it's like secret code that they had. And I have a note in here that explains it, but it's really confusing. Okay. <laughs> uh. Um... Bess's wedding band actually had the inscription Rosabelle, which was the name of the song she had sang in her act when they first met, which is kind of cute. It is kind of cute, actually. Um, So the other words corresponded to a secret spelling code used to pass information between a magician and his assistant during an act. So each word or word pair equals a letter. So the word answer would, like, stand for the letter B. Or, like, answer, answer would stand for the letter V. So Houdini's secret fa- phrases that he, I said earlier mm-hmm. spell the word believe. Oh. Whoa. Believe in the magic. After Houdini died in 1926, Beth began the tradition of holding a seance on the death of his anniversary to see if Houdini would contact her. In early 1929, a very ill Bess was approached by someone named Rev Arthur Ford, and he was like a young medium who was super stoked on everything and within weeks ford proudly announced that he had successfully delivered the correct message to houdini's widow but it actually didn't take long for the press to discover that it was a hoax because bess accidentally revealed the message to a bunch of reporters a whole year before so in 1936 the final seance was held on the roof of 
Knickerbrocker Hotel in Los Angeles. Mm. Nick, Knickerbrocker? <laughs> All right. Ten years was enough, and Bess admitted that she had never received messages from Houdini. So, I have a fun fact. Oh. I have some other notes, but you guys look bored and tired. I'm not bored. I'm not just... Keep going. I'm drunk. I'm scared to even, like, <laughs> it's just one fun, one more fun fact about Houdini. The famed magician spent the summer of 1896 touring the Maritimes. Really? He was known as performing as Handcuff Harry because nobody really knew who he was by then. He did shows in Truro, Halifax, and Dartmouth, <gasps> among up. other okay. places. And dozens of ghost hunters and spiritualists reached into the great beyond to contact the spirits of Harry Houdini. On Halloween night. Yo. Each year since his death, a seance has been held somewhere in the world on Halloween in an attempt to contact Houdini, and in 2013, it was held in Halifax. (gasps) Organizers said about 85 to 90 people gathered at the Halifax Citadel to celebrate Houdini and attempt to contact him on on the anniversary of of his death on Halloween. Damn. Surprise, surprise, Houdini didn't make an appearance. (laughs) <laughs> of course he didn't. And that's my story about Harry Houdini. Sorry it was so long. Dude, no, I love a, it. Ooh, trickster. We talked for a long time. You should do really good research. Yeah. I wonder you're up so late. I got down a rabbit hole. There's so much about him. Yeah, you could have went on and on. I could have told you, like, three hours of Houdini. His life is crazy. He was a fucking silent film actor. And fucking defrauded ghost hunters. And was born in Hungary, but like, yes, he did some crazy stuff. What a, what a man! <laughs> I got into a rabbit hole. I'm sorry, I put oh, you to I'm just sleep. Lanky and <laughs> no, it was amazing. Should I pause it for a minute? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna go. Oh yeah. So, like I said earlier. I wrote another short, short story. Whoa, I just whistled through my teeth. <laughs> We're just uh, still a little drunk. Yeah. I, uh, I had to take a moment there. I'm stretching my body and... I think I have that very bu- <laughs> <laughs> So wish me luck because this is... That's good. Go, go. I'm excited. Okay. Rose short story. I love when Maria writes stories. This is a Drunk Files original, everyone. Yeah, Maria. another one. Yay! Uh, it is your turn on the Drunk Files podcast. Thank you, my beautiful love. It's been a while since I've heard you say those words. <laughs> the accent. That's All different right. every time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, got, I got a whole bunch of these. Let me put them on the resume. So for this week, Magic, the title of this week's story is called Careful what you witch for. Ooh. Honey. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Okay. Same bitch. So, uh, this is a story about a girl named Jasmine Murphy. It's a mix between my middle name and Erin's last name, my pal. Oh. Oh, I like it. I told her and she was like, whatever. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, she was like, okay, cool. Anyway, anyway, okay. So... Jasmine was a straight-A student, pretty introverted, you know, not many friends, and not because she, you know, nobody wanted to hang out with her, she just chose to... Live a solitary life, just a lone wolf. Yeah, you know? I feel that. Yeah. I get it. 
I have two friends in there in this room. Yeah, and here are you have more friends than you, Billy. Let's <laughs> call her Billy. I call her silly Billy. Oh. Okay, that was really weird. I hate Just that. straight up called her Billy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have a lot of friends, Billy. <laughs> Okay, guys, let me, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not ever going to get through this. <laughs> No, it was like, hard for me to get through mine. I'm sorry. But I need, this is a story, so I, I it's got to be like, it's got to flow. You don't want this. No. no. I'm getting it back to you. Again. Yeah. Okay. She hated going to school and shit because, like, you know, just filled with shitty teens, and it's just not what she wanted to be surrounding herself me. with. Yeah, but she loved to learn. Mm-hmm. She did enjoy class and that sort of thing. So, so, yeah, she's a bit of a nerd, but she loved it, you know? She, she was constantly being bullied by these two chicks. She just felt like she didn't really fit into any sort of clique in the school. Yeah. Like, but uh, she was very very spiritual. Very mm. spiritual. Not religious by any means, but like had a strong connection with the spirit world. She felt a sense of comfort when surrounding herself with like witchy vibes, as like three of us do. Collected crystals, researched some plants, you know, made her own natural remedies, kept a little herb journal, you know, just like had a fascinating obsession with learning like witchcraft history. She was just like, she's a witchy bitch. Yeah. She is a witchy bitch. She just felt that's kind of what she wanted to put her time to, you know? She almost felt like she always had a gift, but couldn't. Figure out I don't know. No, yeah, she's like maybe like I don't know. Like great great grandmother was one down the line. She's like I don't know because she just had this obsession with it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, she felt as if like she had the magical blood running through her veins, you know, like, but she had never experienced it by any means. Anyway, as she would research all these witches and that sort of thing, she said like they come across to like confident and cool and they're just like you know just witches are cool i mean we all wear blacks so it's just like cool vibe it's like you're witchy vibes yeah you know witchy bitch exactly um you know like they could just like fucking cast spells whenever they wanted and just like, like who's gonna give a fuck when you you're a witch you know? <laughs> <laughs> i mean let's be real and then it comes down to that it's just that's basically what it is. anyway well i'm really drunk anyway i like that is this, am I going okay? You're going great, okay. man. I'm stoked. Okay, sick. One night after school, <laughs> she went up to her room to start her normal, like, ritual, you know? Light her favorite incense, light a bunch of little candles, you know? Just like, we love our ambiance. Mm-hmm. Hang Ooh, out with ambience her. Ambiance yeah. is nice. Yeah, you know? Hang out with her black cat named Sebastian. Yeah, listen to Stevie Nicks, you know, just all that good stuff. She's having a great night. It was just, she's like, I'm in my element. So she stumbles upon this page on the internet about all these, like, spells and different rituals, you know, like, find your inner witch. It's like, has all these journals, like, writing. So she, like, wrote a bunch down, learned them, just, you know, because, like, fucking why not? Uh, So this was obviously up her alley, and she was like, I'm going to learn these bitches, and who knows, you know, like, I don't know. Anyway, so she went through the list, found a few that she hoped, like, could potentially use down the road. Anyway, she, uh, next time she came home, it's like another nightly ritual, she decided maybe to try a few of them. Nothing too intense, just some of the, like, kind of easier, minor spells. One that's supposed to make your drink go from hot to, like, ice cold. Mm. Like, she's like, okay, I'll try that one. 
It's not that's a, a good one. Yes. Start start monitoring. I mean, if you don't like someone, yeah. you want them to have a hot drink. Yeah, it's like, fuck yeah. You get your spot that coffee. Fucking good luck, bitch. It's already fucking It's freezing. ice now, bitches. Yeah, it's ice. It's ice cube. <laughs> anyway, she did it. Nothing happened. Oh. She didn't get discouraged. She tried again. Nothing happened. She looked over a few minor ones, but couldn't really get any of them to work. So she was like, okay, I'm just going to go to bed. Like, it is what it is. She wrote down so many spells and, like, pretty intense ones, like, protection and that sort of thing. But she wrote those down, too, because you never know. Um, always got to have protection. Always, you know. Just trying to broaden her knowledge. Always protection. <laughs> okay, yeah. So she brought her knowledge for all of these anyway. So now this leads me to the night of June 2nd, 2018. Okay. The night was soon to be known as the most, like, historic brightest full moon of the well, history for everybody to have the same. Let's just say <laughs> while. <laughs> anyway, um, so it was exam season. You know, Jasmine was at school. She had to stay a little later because she's, you know, exam the next morning. So she's like, I'm just going to walk home afterwards so i'm like 15 minutes down the road so she gets her stuff all you know geared up and then gets ready to walk home anyway uh as she's walking down the road there's not any many buildings she's kind of like a couple street lights trees and then her house is just like tucked away yeah she's in the country or the suburbs yeah exactly place, like, yeah good your imagery's so good. i'm i'm picturing it. you're in this okay cool anyway she sees the bullies up the road, these two girls. Oh, she's no. like, oh, she's like, great. Like, exactly the people I want to see right now. They're probably, like, standing under a streetlight. Anyway, Pounding yeah, fists. exactly. Yeah. Anyway, she was exhausted <laughs> from studying, so she was like, you know, like, she debated turning back and just going back to the school. She's like, you know, like, fuck this, I'm tired. Going home, yeah. like. Anyway, as she gets closer to them, they start yelling shitty things at her, and the more Jasmine ignore them, ignored them the angrier they became and so they started walking towards her hey we're talking to you they screamed jasmine kept walking one of the girls picked up a bottle on the road threw it at her landing right next to her foot literally inches away we said we're talking to you the other girl yelled jasmine stopped in her tracks and had an overwhelming feeling starting to come over her the two girls charge her one pulls out a knife Jasmine turned around and threw her hands in the air toward them without even thinking about it, screamed one of the more intense spells she had studied the other night, and after she finished the unexpected chant, Jasmine fell to the ground. She looked up, and the two girls stopped, both simultaneously started choking. Both rose up off the ground, flew backwards at full force into the massive trees behind them, then fell to the ground. Shit. Shocked, Jasmine felt as if she couldn't move. What the fuck?! Jasmine screamed to herself, did she do this? Did the spell actually work? And why did it come out of her so easily without her even thinking about doing it? She got up, walked over to see if they were alive. Both girls were breathing, but knocked out from the impact of the trees. Panicked, Jasmine knew she had to do something, but refused to truly, like, help the girls. I just tried to, like, fuck her up and kill her. Yeah. So she put her phone in incognito mode, called 911 refused to give her name or any information just bailed as soon as she Smart. made the call yeah. so obviously freaked out jasmine gets home tries to come up to us with a story to herself to be like with these girls like try to rat her out or what is she gonna say and then she was also shocked because she had just like casted a spell yeah like, the first time and fucked up some shitty girls yeah and then as she's walking around she's like I am a witch, she said to herself. She couldn't tell if she was excited or slightly scared. She woke up with a pit in her stomach. 
not knowing what had happened. But she knew that if she, she had to live as if nothing did happen. So Jasmine went to school, as she would for the exam. As she walks up to the school, first thing, smack in the face first thing in the morning. These two bullies from the night before, alive, looking well. She felt as if she would throw up. Shit, 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 she whispered under her breath. How is this going to go down, she thought. Hey, Jasmine, the two girls explained with smiles on their faces. Hey, she responded. Good luck on the exam. You too, Jasmine responded in a confused tone. It was as if the girls didn't have any recollection of what had happened to them. As she got in the exam room, she heard some of the other girls talking about the two bullies, about how the cops showed up in the ambulance, but the girls didn't remember anything. She also heard them talking about how the girls seemed to be really nice out of nowhere, as if they had been, like, cured of being assholes. <laughs> you know? I, I was want like, that what spell. the fuck? was like, these girls are... <laughs> it makes so many people you know, not assholes. Maybe Jasmine's gifts were meant to be used for the greater good in this sense. Like, Holy shit. Sure, who knows? And as soon as Jasmine's exam was over, she ran home to learn more fucking spells as she would. Cause she's yeah, like, she fucking did. Bitch. <laughs> like, bitch. You bitch. Yeah, like, I am doing this. This is crazy, you know? Anyway, I guess, like, moral of the story on this one is, uh, if you he- feel you have a gift deep down, whether give it's magic or whatever, yeah. Give her a go. Give her a go. Give her a go. <laughs> you might actually have her. Give her a whirl. <laughs> when God's <laughs> The end. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Oh, that was good. Really what a journey. Not as good as the Halloween one, but... I'm just going to tell you a couple things really quickly. Like, don't get excited. Okay. I'm excited. Don't look so bummed. It's I'm really a little bummed, but Why? it's okay. Just because I had trouble with my research. So. It was really hard. Yeah. I had to do Houdini because I tried to look for something else for, like, an hour or two. I just wanted to find, like, a really cool short story that was, like, well, you actually just wrote one, I guess, because uh, maybe... Ray writes some good stories. Yeah, I wanted... Was that one all right? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, cool. Remember, <laughs> remember when we did, like, um, Harold the Doll? Yeah. Doll, and the um, nanny was doing black magic mm-hmm. i was hoping my research i could like find something like that like i was trying to search all kinds of cool keywords to, like find like voodoo or black magic or magic of some sort but anyway i hit a wall so i'm just gonna tell you about some of the craziest magician magic tricks of all time i'm stoked i'm hyped magic magic give me some magic magic give me some magic i like a good illusion though for real i love Chris Angel, David Blaine, David Copperfield, uh, David Copperfield, Houdini, Houdini. fucking rad dudes. You ever see that movie? Um, shit, what's it called? The Illusionist. A That's a mind movie. fuck. Yeah, I haven't. I'm scared. No, don't be scared. It's good. Psychological thriller. Psychological baby. thriller. Mm. First off, we have David Copperfield. And I never knew this because I don't know much about magic. But in 1983, he did his most famous trick ever. Um, And that was he made the Statue of Liberty disappear. What? Yeah. Yeah. Was it a mirror? It it actually... Did that actually happen? Yeah. 
it actually happened. That's crazy. Which is pretty crazy because. Well, that's I think the magician never reveals his tricks, and that's the whole. That's the trick. Yeah, it's like (laughs) there's a video of it, but like, like basically, I think what he did was he wherever wherever he was, he like took a sheet somehow, and I don't know how he did it. Like he (laughs) levitated, he levitated over the Grand Canyon. And he walked through the Great Wall of China. What? Wait. And he made the Statue of Liberty disappear. That's crazy. He's like the seven wonders of the world uh, illusionist magician. Apparently he was like super big. We'll watch this after. This video of the Statue of Liberty um, disappearing. Yeah. Show me that. So another one of the craziest ones is Penn and Teller. Like physically catching bullets like having guns wait oh, pen and teller at them. yeah i read something about one of them and i don't remember what it was but it was when i was doing research for this really yeah so um one of their most famous tra- they're, they're pretty famous <coughs> have you ever seen their they have a, a reality tv show where um they have musicians from all over the world come to vegas and they perform their greatest trick what? and they either say That's like a birthday. They're like fool. It's like, <laughs> a birthday. If you if you can fool them, then you go on to the next round. But if you can't fool them, then they figure so they're out. They're just fucking doing a Houdini over there. Yeah, they stand. Okay. They stand at the judges. I'll give you like, money if you prove it to me. And then they yeah. don't. They don't like say how the magician. Like they don't reveal their trick. Yeah. But they're yeah. like, we figured out how to do it. And then they like talk back and forth. And they like talk about it and they're like yeah you found me or no you didn't find me like that's not how I did it and then they move on to the next round and the next round is like X Factor but with magic it's really mm. yeah, it's actually really okay. really cool that sounds cool. anyway but one of their most famous tricks like they're super successful magicians like mm-hmm. super successful and um one of their most exciting and successful magic trips <coughs> has been a double act since 1975, which I didn't even know they were that old. Because if you look at them, they're like, don't they? Mm, yeah. That old. No, they don't. Um, Aging probably. But the they f- simultaneously fire guns. Paul Rudd. They simultaneously fire guns back and forth at each other. And then they catch the bullets in each other's mouth. That's sick. How though? Wow, that's that's what makes sense. Wouldn't it be cool if we could do that? It Fucking doesn't trio, make sense. two guns each. We just be like, ah, ah, ah. give me like fucking um, what's that? <laughs> hungry, hungry hippos. No. The other one, the, the, the like, pew, 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 he's a little ball. A little ball. Oh, Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Nom 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 nom. Bullet, yeah, but. Actually, they perform this trick many times over the years, and they get audience members to, like, sign the bullets before they shoot them, or maybe after, I'm not Mm. sure. Oh, no, before. And then to prove that they actually are the same bullets. I don't know how they do it. How do they do it? Harry Houdini was, obviously, we talked about him. I don't need to explain who he is. We already know. Um, But he was, like, really well known for, like, his escapology and Mm. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, gone. Um, elephant gone. So, he built this Chinese water torture cell in 1911. And it basically involves, like, you take the performer and you chain them in a case 
And then you just suspend it upside down, yeah. and it's lowered into a tank of water. Fuck up. And he escapes. Yep. Somehow, Somehow wowing some audi- audiences everywhere, he manages to escape hmm. from this craziness. And you think that's crazy. Mind freak. Mind freak. <laughs> I oh, love freak. that. I know. <laughs> I know. We're all fans. Man. He was such a daddy. We should have fucking oh. studied him, bud. I know. I thought about it, and then I was like, nah. But now I'm thinking I should. I should have just. I like this though. Yeah. Um. So David Blaine did this. Love that guy. Um. Stunt or magic trick, where he froze himself in a, into a block of ice, alive. Oh. Obviously, he's still oh my alive. God. They buried him. Eh. Ew. Fucked so up. Yeah, get a grip. And <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought yeah, no. Okay, these are different tricks. Sorry. Oh, earlier I thought. <laughs> so these are so, treats. So here's what I thought. I thought that they froze him in a block of ice and then buried him, and then they seal. Uh, okay, I just thought too much, but this is clearly oh. not true. Yeah. Both are crazy. Well, he did, he did both of those things separately, but, like, he wasn't frozen alive one and time, then buried. One time he I watched sh- him on TV, and he just, like, straight up ate glass. Oh, I saw that. I've <gasps> no. seen that. It's oh, not, yeah. like, even a trick. He's just fucked up and will, like, bite his wine glass and eat it. Ew, I'm sick. Fuck. Yeah, it's fucked up. In 2003, he did this trick where he was sealed in a perspex... Perspex? Per- Perspex. Okay. I don't know what that is. Okay. It's a box. And he was it's a box. I'm sorry. That's how to get out of. 30 feet in the air in London and remained there staggering for 44 days. What? During this time, he only drank 4.5 liters of water and ate nothing in a remarkable test of the human body's capabilities. I've so heard he had that 4.5 liters do. of water. Over 44, that's a month and a half. I can't. He's crazy. He just, he actually, he's not like an illusionist. He just likes to test his body and see how far he can take it. It's fucked up. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, I really don't like that. It's not a trick. Yeah. You know? It really fucks up my brain, homie. It's really fucked up. So. It's not a trick. um, (laughs) Do you guys know about uh, Dynamo? No. no. Neither did I, because this article says he's apparently the most famous magician around. I thought I've that was Houdini. Yeah, well, yeah. get it Yeah, get it <laughs> I've never heard of you. I thought it was Chris Angel. Mind freak. Mind freak. <laughs> we don't have a stuff. Um, Not here today. Anyway, he's like traveled the world demonstrating street magic forever, so apparently he's super famous, but I've never heard of him, so can't be too famous. I don't know who in, that is. In 2011, he shocked everyone's like walking on water illusion that he did um where he Jesus walked across first. the like the river thames he literally he actually physically walked across the water though oh. people still don't know how he did it oh, I don't. so it's kind of crazy that is crazy yeah it's crazy. floaty shoes <laughs> yeah. i don't know he was wearing crocs floating <laughs> shoes no dishes. Um, Crocky. <laughs> oh, so okay. Here's so another drunk. one. I know this one's about Chris Angel. Mind freak. 
Mind <gasps> freak. Um, Tell me more. There's one that is him. kind of unexplainable. It's like on the top 50 magic tricks ever performed. Oh. Where he, I don't know if you ever saw this. I kind of remember, I feel like I remember seeing it, but I don't too. It could just be my brain thinking that I remember. Mm. But he did a trick outside where it looked like he pulled a woman in half with his bare hands. Ew. And half of her crawled away. Ew. Yeah. How? Well, apparently it was a woman who had like That's Zoe's foot because Sean's oh. scratching her upstairs. Oh my god, that scared me, you guys. <laughs> apparently this woman was a contortionist and she had like circle agnosis, which I don't know what it is. But it it's a it's a rare birth defect that is a fetal development of the lower spine. Whoa. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. But anyway. um, Enough to form a little trick on people. It looked like she had been ripped in. She was such a good contortionist. That That it looked like she was ripped in half. That would fuck me up if I saw that. I know. Yeah, that's crazy. Mind freak. He is a freak. That man. I feel like you gotta be kind of a freak if you're gonna be a magician. Illusionist. You absolutely have to. Um, I think that's the last one I'm gonna tell you. Scared. I don't like that. Why? What's air on television? I don't think I know the other ones well enough to like. I'm gonna pee real bad. Let's glue this up. All right. Glue this up? Thank you. Let's glue this up here. Let's glue it up. Let's glue it up. Thank you for listening here today. We love you. Here on this day. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Donate to our Patreon. But, yeah. We Love us. We love you. Love me. Love us. Love me. Love to love you, baby. I love you. I love you guys. Okay, I need to go to bed. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Cover art by Rebecca O'Quinn. Music by Theo McIntosh.